Well, hello and welcome back to Kimmel and Cox, your source for all things entertainment. I'm Keith Cox. I'm joined, as usual, with my good friend Dylan Kimmel. And if it's your first time joining us, uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, but uh, be sure to go back and check out some of our previous episodes as well. There's some pretty good stuff in there, so mm. uh, go uh, go back and get caught up uh, if yes. you get a chance. Yes, there, there's some good things in there. You, you'll find something you'll enjoy, I'm sure. Oh, I, yeah, I think so. Um, now, Dylan and I are both avid uh, comic book uh, fans, both mm-hmm. uh, DC and Marvel. Yeah, and yeah, I'm... I'm and, a big fan of... Uh, actually, this it's very appropriate, yeah. uh, what he's wearing <laughs> uh, for today's episode. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, one of the DC heroes, in my opinion, the best. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least my, my personal favorite. Definitely uh, mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been certainly uh it's certainly a long list of movies that have been made about comic book characters uh, over the years uh but in today's episode we are going to be talking about one of the most recent and that is the batman um the batman yes not the, to be mistaken for the 89 version yes so that's uh it's you know the batman as opposed to just batman um what what is the um what is the reason for most of these movies where they they want to be differentiate it from the original so they put the in there? Yeah. You got to you got to have something there to set it apart from all mm-hmm. the ones that have come before. Uh but uh so The Batman uh released March 4th, uh, 2022. Uh hard to believe it's already been almost a year since that uh came out. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig and directed by Matt Reeves, mm-hmm. uh, starring Robert Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, uh, Paul Dano, uh, John Turturro, and Andy Serkis. Uh, yes. So yeah. quite a uh, cast there. It was a really well-made cast, honestly. Uh, yeah. There's there's not a name in there that I'm not like, ooh. Yeah. You know. and, well, you might have been a little bit questionable about Robert Pattinson at first. But. Yes, I was actually going to uh, dive into that first because uh, I think I was – in a group with a lot of other people when when they you know first started when we first started hearing rumblings mm-hmm. of a new batman and that they had cast him yeah. as bruce wayne and batman you know i thought to myself yeah. uh, the mm. you know the twilight guy like i yeah. just you know i i wasn't i wasn't seeing it i you know that's the thing for me is like I have to be able to visualize that actor right. as the character and i just couldn't quite do it well. The interesting thing about uh, about that is is that I have learned from um, several times over that um, the fan casting in the community and everything like that is kind of can be quite toxic. They're mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. We need we need this guy to play him. You know. Um, usually, when they first announced, um, I did this with Ben Affleck when he was announced because I was yeah. also kind of like. Yeah, because know. he because he uh, didn't really have much success with Daredevil. Yeah, I'm like Daredevil he's already was... played he's already played one comic book character, and that didn't you know didn't go, go so great. So no, it didn't go too good. Although the director's cut is actually a way better version than the original cut. I don't know if you've seen that version. I haven't seen the director's cut. Uh, I would recommend it. Um, but uh, what I did with uh, Ben Affleck's Batman is a similar thing I did with Robert Pattinson's Batman, which is. Uh, well, not. I'm not saying they're Batman. I'm saying they're. Uh, I dived into some of their other uh, rep- repertoire. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I dived into. You know, because obviously this movie here, the Batman, was born from the ashes of Ben Affleck's uh, failed attempt at a Batman solo movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, at at one point, uh, see. Going back when he was cast as Batman, he was actually writing a script. That script was going to have Deathstroke as the main villain, which was teased in Justice League. Uh, and um, I believe, I believe uh, Deathstroke was looking to uh, get at Batman 
because Batman was involuntarily uh, responsible for the death of uh, Deathstroke's daughter in that movie. Mm-hmm. And this this whole story kind of leaked out, so that's why I know all this. So I, I, I kind of read all, all about that. It does sound like an exciting movie, uh, but uh, the sad thing is, is that during that time, the Justice League movie was uh, not so well received. There was a lot of drama behind the scenes. And thus, um, Ben Affleck was starting to, he was going through a divorce himself. Mm-hmm. He ended up, uh, he was almost borderline um, relapsing back into alcoholism and gambling and stuff. And he actually sent the script to Matt Damon. Matt Damon uh, had read it. And this was undisclosed at the time that it was Matt Damon, but I'm pretty sure, it w- who else would it have been? That they're best friends. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon says to him, this is a really good script, but I'm worried for your health, and I think your health is much more important than doing a movie justice. So take care of yourself and do what's right. And I'm afraid that you're going to go back to alcoholism if you continue down this because you're you're not in a good spot right now. So born from that is when we get Matt Reeves pitching Warner Brothers, his version of Batman, and he said that this is the version that he wants, and if they don't want it, he's out the door. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is what we got, because they were like, go for it. You made some of the best Planet of the Apes movies. We cannot we cannot contest. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're a visionary. It's like, just, yeah, let you do your thing. Uh, but, yeah, I... I kind of going back to what you said about you know you kind of have to go back and look at an actor's previous body of work mm-hmm. before like really judging whether or not they can they can uh, do something uh, yeah. memorable with that character and I had not really seen Robert Pattinson like I, I haven't even seen the Twilight movies like I've seen mm-hmm. maybe like bits and pieces yeah. of them and I was oh, like yeah, yeah it, was, it just wasn't my, <laughs> it wasn't my thing but yeah. like but like you said with Ben Affleck he already had a great catalog of right. work leading up to that so I was like alright we give him the benefit of the doubt and and as it turned out Robert Pattinson uh, turned out a, a really you know great you know a, a, a fine performance oh my goodness I, like I gotta tell you okay so here's the funny thing about this Batman this Batman is sick, like mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Like the other Batmans, you don't really see that. But uh, I mean, you kind of been like, yeah, you got to be crazy to be dressed up like you hear that from all the actors. But he actually showed you that, you know what? You don't really want him to be raising Robin. No, he no, he's, he's not mentally. You, you can you can tell that he has not fully recovered from really from you know, the death of his parents and yeah. he's still holding on to a, a lot of psychological damage there. It is much more present in this than any of the others. Um, and it's, I mean, I, I, I do think he did a great job as the Batman and, um, and this Batman it, it is grounded in reality in a reality that is, makes the Christopher Nolan movies look like fantasy. Yeah, and that's something that we're used to seeing with a Batman movie. It's it's over the top action. the The characters are uh, are outlandish. Uh, the The villains are you know crazy, kooky, and and just you know it's because it's a comic book movie. So you ex- you expect to have a little bit a little bit of a cartoonish flair almost to them. So this movie definitely took it. Uh, in a in a different direction, uh, much more uh, you know serious. Batman movies have have been on the darker side since the 1989 film, but yeah. they, but then they gradually they started like veering more towards campy mm-hmm. a little bit, and then with the Christopher Nolan movies, they got back to the roots. They got back to that darker side of mm-hmm. the character, but this one really brings it out in a different way. And uh, you know, like you said. It, there, it's. I feel like this movie is more grounded in realism than than the movies that preceded it. Yeah. Um, so, so the movie opens with a murder, uh, mm-hmm. with the murder of the Gotham City mayor, and yeah. um, and so you know we we've got that sets up the 
you, you get right from the beginning, you get the sort of strained relationship that Batman has with the Gotham City PD. It's something that I noticed. Like, uh, obviously, he has a different sort of relationship with Lieutenant Jim Gordon, uh, but the rest of the police department just think he's a freak. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he walks into this crime scene and you know immediately everybody's just like whoa hey where are you going you know guy in the bat suit where do you think you're going because and you you think about that like that has to look ridiculous to them like somebody walking around uh like that and so they they just even though you know going back to batman's origins in the comics you know he was billed as like one of the world's greatest detectives Hmm. And so he's basically kind of been deputized by, you know, the unofficially by the police department. But he's also looked at as a vigilante. So they're like, we can't we can't condone uh, someone like this being uh, working directly with the police department and kind of being partnered with us. But they also knew that he could do things that they couldn't do. Yeah. Uh, so, you, but there was that tension there throughout that whole scene where it's you know it's they're recognizing oh this guy actually knows what he's talking about mm-hmm. uh but they're but they're still just not really on board with with that whole idea um what do you think of the design of the character the interesting thing is is that matt reeves had talked about uh when he was developing his batman and everything like that the one thing he pitched to everyone is that he is he envisioned his bruce wayne as kurt cobain hmm. so now yeah, it's an interesting take on that but i can kind of see that yeah it's very, uh, you know, uh, a little bit disturbed. Mm. Which uh, I guess that says a lot about that about how he used that that very music from Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I thought that was, uh, you know, the inclusion of that was, uh, you know, interesting and uh, a little bit uh, that kind of added to that uh, sense of, uh, you know, him being such a troubled uh, person, you know. Mm. Uh, one thing that that stood out to me at the beginning of the film with the uh, with the thugs when he confronts uh, the the thugs yeah. and you know he, mm-hmm. he steps out of the shadows and and one of the thugs uh, says you know you know what the hell are you supposed to be mm-hmm. and uh, and then he's everybody's kind of waiting for the the you know the the classic you know I'm Batman. You're really expecting him to to say that, but mm-hmm. instead he says, "I'm vengeance." Yeah, Here, here's the thing. Uh, I love that line because one, it, it kind of hints to now. There's a, a th- overall theme throughout the movie about vengeance and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but I don't know if you're, you're familiar with the the animated series. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, do do you know you? And I imagine you know that line that Kevin Conroy would say. Uh, it's a classic line. Now he he does say I'm Batman, but he also says I'm vengeance. Hmm. Now so he says the line goes, "I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman." I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was actually halfway expecting like that full line, you know. Yeah, but but, but it was it was that was a, a nice change from you know what we're used to seeing. It is like yeah, because sometimes there's a tendency to be a little bit too on the nose with stuff like that. Hmm. And, but the fact that they didn't do what people were expecting, you know, was, yeah. uh, was S- good. Subvert expectations. I loved that this movie did that. Cause that's the one thing that, uh, I love about a, a good movie. Like, uh, everyone is expecting this. So go the opposite direction. Exactly. Uh, which is, uh, one thing, one of the notes that I had on one of the scripts that I got too, is like, we expected it to go this way, but you steered it this way and i was like well that's great compliment and i think matt reeves done that in aces with this movie yeah um and uh you know some other things that uh that i kind of thought were um just you know interesting uh we were i was actually watching uh the movie again uh, with my family uh, because i had only seen it once uh, when it came out in theaters and so I wanted to go back and, and examine it again uh, before we did this episode. And uh, one of the things that uh, that 
my son-in-law brought up, it was something that I hadn't really considered before. But as far as the look of the character, we were talking about the uh, the black eyeliner, you mm-hmm. know, around the eyes. And of course, I said, "Well, you know, they've they've been doing that ever yeah. since the 1989 Batman." And I said, "You know, I said I always thought, you know, the reason for that is to, you know, by putting the black around the eyes." It basically makes you know the eyes kind of blend in with the mask, so it all yeah. just looks like one cohesive that piece. Was, that was basically what it was for, yeah. Yeah, but but he brought up an interesting point too. He said it's not only that, you know, but it it uh, it disguises his true identity uh, much more easily because in this movie he ha- he also wears contact lenses mm-hmm. when he's Batman. Yeah, because he has uh, these special contacts that actually have cameras built into them, mm-hmm. so he can literally record everything he's seeing. Which, which uh, is something that's in the comics too, but they haven't really done it in yeah, the movie. Yeah, done much. it in the movie. So yeah, if you think about that, like you know, different colored contacts plus that black eyeliner makes it very hard to tell who a person is. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like. Uh, it's not like the Clark Kent thing where mm-hmm. that that was a little bit like you had to, you know, it's sort of it's funny, you know, it's like tongue in cheek, but it's like yeah. can really can can everybody really do they really think that he looks that different just by putting glasses on, you know, like you still you can still tell it's the same person, like you, hey, you know, that's you don't still, you don't know who I am, yeah, right? Right, yeah. I, where where Dylan go? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's that, it, but it was that kind of thing. And that made sense to me. Like when he said that, it's like, Oh, you know, I hadn't really thought about that way, but because the eyes alone tell so much, yeah. you know, you can, even if, even if someone's face is mostly covered, you know, you could recognize them by, you know, by their eyes or by the, you know, the features around their eyes. So him doing that just made that a lot more difficult <laughs> for people to figure out yes. who he was. And, and I do think it was kind of funny thing. Like, uh, like even Matt Reeves even uh, had said that in an interview that he thought it was ridiculous that uh, that uh, you know when the mask people like the past Batman's would have the mask and take it off the eyeshadow would just disappear yeah and he thought that was ridiculous because everyone knows they're wearing eyeshadow yeah yeah that's uh, yeah there's really no point in in trying to uh, to cover that up but yeah uh, pretty cool things with uh, with the suit. Uh, this time around, you know, he's uh, he's got some um, some new features that we haven't really seen in other Batmans, like uh, the the bat symbol on his suit actually detaches from mm-hmm. the suit, and he can use that as uh, his uh, his batarang, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and then he also has the ability he has like a a a wingsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, where this, I don't know exactly how it works, but it's like basically the, this well, um, device comes out yeah. from his suit, and a, and literally, it's almost like a kind of like a parachute. Kind I mean, of I mean, those that kinds of wingsuits able to, to fly. Th- those wingsuits really do exist too. Yeah. So um, it's yeah, it's yeah, a very it's, practical, real world uh, kind of thing. And um, I mean, honestly, this the the bat suit in this one is is very much more homemade. Yeah. It, and th- and that's kind of a theme that we see throughout the movie, which uh, I'll kind of talk about, you know, in uh, different places. But uh, the idea that because because basically this is supposed to be Batman is like in second basically year. year two second yeah. year. Yeah. So it's you know he's still you know he's he's been doing this for a little while, so it's like he. He pretty much knows what he's doing, but he's still very new to all this, mm. too. So he's not as seasoned as some of the other uh, Batmans have been in the past. And we see that, you know, like later in the film, we see that uh, he's not, you know, he's he's flawed. You know, he makes he makes mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but there is that homemade sort of vibe to a lot of his equipment and vehicles and things like that they it looks like you know like he could have made them uh himself very easily even the the bat signal uh where before usually it was you'd have some sort of like the the bat symbol would be an external piece that would just be attached to uh the spotlight to create that the bat signal in the sky yeah. but the but the one for this movie seemed a little bit more uh like they just like he just cut it 
you know, cut it out of metal and, and, you know, stuck it in there. And it was, it was not, uh, it it wasn't, it wasn't polished. It wasn't perfect Mm -hmm. looking, you know, so. There, there was a, a rumor, um, obviously it was false, but there was a rumor going around that the bat symbol was actually made out of his, uh, the gun that killed his parents. Oh. Would have been an interesting interesting thing, but, um. That actually is a precedent in uh, one of the comics there. Uh, It was a comic, I believe it was written by Kevin Smith. I could be wrong on that, though. So I could be wrong. But I believe it was Kevin Smith that wrote a comic where um, Batman's logo was made out of the... um, Out of the the metal from from the gun. That's Yeah, that's an interesting... uh, you know, take on that. Another interesting thing. Um, now, I, I can't help but uh, put in parallels to this and another game because uh, I don't know if we want to get into it just yet. What was your next uh, note not on there? Um, I was kind of going to uh, start talking about uh, the villains uh, okay. in the movie next. So Now, uh, 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 just uh, clue me in when you're going to talk about uh, the uh, – the parents, the big twist about his parents. Oh right, yeah, I, I, I do yeah. Uh, uh, touch on that. I okay, because I did I did want to uh, point out something that that's kind of parallel to that to uh, something else. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but getting to uh, the villains, which is something else that you know everyone looks forward to, loves to see in a Batman film, and and how those villains are portrayed. So. Uh, Colin Farrell as the penguin like I I loved his realistic take mm. on that character it was so different than anything we had seen before yeah I, you know with the whole you know he's he's basically like he he's a you know he's basically like a, a mob guy mm. you know he, he he talks with like a, a New York accent yeah something we haven't really seen before uh he he doesn't really other than the fact that he walks with a limp and you know his face is scarred, you know, and he does he does have a bit of a kind of a long sort of beakish mm-hmm. uh, nose, but he but he again he's not playing it like you know like Danny DeVito or Burgess Meredith people like that have played that character mm-hmm. in the past. He's not being ridiculous. He's not making penguin noises. He's not yeah. walking around talking like that. Going, my- you know, it's like he, he's yeah. he's like you feel like. You feel like if the penguin was a real person, if he existed, he would probably be much more like Colin Farrell's yeah. character. And another thing is that he actually hates being called the penguin. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Because his name is actually Oswald mm-hmm. uh, Cobblepot. And you know, people call him Ozzy. You know, his friends call yeah. him Ozzy. And, yeah. Another another uh, cool thing, I don't, you know, maybe some of our listeners might want to know this if uh, they're wanting some more Batman. We are getting more Batman. There's going to be a sequel, but also in between that, there's going to be an HBO series that is set uh, with the Penguin being the lead. Okay. And I believe they're filming it right now. They may not be, but they're filming it sometime this year. I know. Uh, but that will lead actually lead up to the second one. Oh, gotcha. So uh, I, I don't know what the second one's going to be. No one does. But uh, it does seem like Penguin might play a key factor in the next one. Um. So and and uh, Matt Reeves has made the big statement that the the one flaw about uh, the past ones about any superhero movie, honestly, whenever they get into a sequel, uh, especially in the early days, is that the villain usually takes the forefront. Mm-hmm. The because everyone just wants to watch the villain go at it, and then Batman stop them, or right. Spider Man, or you know whatever the superhero is. But um, Matt Reeves has stated that this will be. Batman's story. It's Bruce Wayne's story. Yeah. He's the focal point. He's going to be the focal point throughout all the movies that he's going to make. So, um, and I don't know how long he's going to make them. I don't know how many more, but um, it, we'll, it, we'll see. It is true. The the villains did uh, take a little bit of a a little bit of a backseat to Batman uh, in this one. They they weren't quite as like the the scenes you know that they were in. Were mm-hmm. great, but yeah. it wasn't like before where you know definitely they were a little bit more driven by the the actions of the villains, and so because you had to have a reason for Batman to to come in and thwart their plans. Um, uh, Paul Dano uh, plays the Riddler, uh, another very uh, very different mm-hmm. uh, spin on that character than than what 
we had seen boys you, like really sadistic and oh yeah, just psychotic you you, you got uh you got the serial killer Riddler on this one. You got mm-hmm. a Zodiac version of which honestly Zodiac is probably the the real life Riddler. Um, and uh, oh that, but that, it's just mind boggling just how good of a Riddler because because when you watch him you're like oh he's he's messed up too. Like, yeah, uh, the, you're watching a movie full of like sick people, really. Yeah, well, and I thought it was interesting too that he chose to disguise himself. Uh, you know, like yeah. we're, you know, like he's you know wearing a he's wearing a full mask and mm-hmm. and suit and goggles and everything, so nobody can tell who he is. You know, before the Riddler has always been very like kind of flamboyant um, yeah. and you know and, just uh, just look at jim carrey's performance there and before that uh frank, frank gorshin yeah mm-hmm. uh so there, there's there's none of that uh with with this version of the riddler it's he's uh it's it's kind of a uh there's little hints of um like if you've ever seen the the saw movies mm-hmm. there's a little hint yeah. of of uh the the puzzle tree and everything like right. that and the, you know sort of like you know the, the you know, it's like you know would you like to play a game you know it's like that sort of mm-hmm. uh you that know that sort of tortures kind of tortures his victims and yeah uh but yeah so so there's there's none of that you know goofy outlandish you know like that we've seen with the riddler in the past like the <laughs> You know the like the yeah. crazy giggling and you know uh it, it, almost borderline Joker in a way. Yeah, it, it, but it, but it's very, it's like more um, uh, just uh, I guess like I said just just kind of uh, sadistic and sick is, mm-hmm. is really the the best way you can you can describe that. Uh, we have uh, Zoe Kravitz uh, as Catwoman, uh, who is who kind of rides the line between she's she's you know she's technically a villain, mm-hmm. but. You know, she also uh, kind of yeah. Uh, there's always been that relationship between her and, and Batman, where there's there there are some sparks there. There's a different kind of relationship with those two, and she kind of helps him too because because she does you know like him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but technically, you know, she would be uh, a villain as well. Um, and and I thought she, you know, did a did a, a good job uh, with the character. Uh, I can't really say that she's my favorite. Uh, she's certainly not the worst. I but mean, she's I'm not s- the worst. The worst to me was, and I'm so sorry because she's a great actress and everything. <laughs> but Anne Hathaway, right? Yeah, uh, that I, I don't know if it was because you know leading up to that she was so used to sort of playing these uh sort of wholesome girl next door types or they like it was very it was mm-hmm. very kind of hard to buy her, buy her in that role and i will say uh, that i now catwoman's had the uh, certain style throughout the years it's changed constantly um but in the in the comics uh she does in the more recent years she's had short hair much like uh much like uh, uh halle berry or yeah, is that what you were thinking of? Like her and uh, how uh, Ms. Uh, Zoe Kravitz has it. Like that short. Yeah. And honestly, I prefer Cat- Catwoman to have that short hair too. Uh, it just looks looks right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, it, it certainly uh, fits with her personality, I think. Um, now, the best Catwoman, I'd say, probably was Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, just the, the, her portrayal of the character. She might not have. And, not, not and now have that we said the, the look that yeah. that you're we're used to seeing with Catwoman, but I thought the way she played it was. And and then you mentioned Halle Berry. I was like, oh wait, I take back what I said about Anne Hathaway. Her, her Catwoman was actually <laughs> pretty bad. Here, here's the funny thing though: that one is not uh, Selena Kyle. That that one's a different cat. Oh right, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Funny, funny thing about that one, though. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, this is getting off topic of this main one here. Um, but uh, that Catwoman was actually supposed to be the the spinoff of Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Right. Yeah, I remember that, and that's um, why the uh, that's why the costume is, lo- is, looked is very similar, similar yeah. to Michelle Pfeiffer. A little bit more. I mean, it shows a little bit more skin, but yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, and it's a shame because I I would have been interested to see that you know that uh, spinoff if mm. Michelle Pfeiffer had done it. Um, 
but yeah, but the but you know the villains uh, in the movie uh, definitely don't uh, disappoint. Uh, like I said, I really enjoyed uh, Colin Farrell. His and that that was a funny thing I meant to mention was that I remember when they first started talking about making the movie that you know I remember that they cast him. Uh, and then, but then, like before I saw the movie, I had forgotten about that detail. I had forgotten oh, that, yeah. he, that he was so. the penguin. So, the, for the first several scenes, the first time I watched it, I didn't realize it was Colin Farrell. Uh, My the dad makeup, didn't the, know the makeup yeah. was so good, and the way that he played the character. And then it dawned on my, me later. I was like, I was like, shit, that's Colin, Colin Farrell. I totally <laughs> forgot that he was playing uh, the thing. And that's a, you know, that's a testament to not only the, the makeup artist, but, yeah, to, but to the way that he uh, played the character. I would couldn't. say that he's a much better penguin than he was Bullseye. Yeah. Plug in right there. I almost forgot that he was in Daredevil also. So that's another... Oh, another uh, connection yeah. there. So, um, but yeah, you know, I thought, uh, you know, I thought he was great. Really every, plug-in. you know, every every scene that he was in uh, was good. Yeah. Um, uh, and but kind of getting back to uh, where we were talking about earlier with uh, Batman being flawed, and he's not he's not a perfect hero by any means. Yeah. A good example of that was uh, the there's a scene where he uh, jumps off of. Uh, the roof of uh, of a tall building, and you know he's uh, uses his uh, wingsuit to fly down. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know things are going pretty good uh, for a little bit, and then he ends up uh, hitting his head uh, as he's landing. He ends up hitting his head on an overpass, yes. and and yeah. uh, just about like knocks him out. And so, uh, but I liked that. You know, like because yeah. it's again, it shows that that he's human. You mm-hmm. know, he's not he's not a superhero. He doesn't. Yeah. Have, you know, it's just the 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 only reason that he's really able to do the things that he can do is because he's he has the, the wealth and the resources yeah. to build uh, these gadgets and everything. Mm-hmm. So, but again, he's still fairly new at at being uh, Batman. So he's he's still kind of figuring some things out and. Uh, I do like the fact that they that they showed him he, making mistakes. He is a definitely flawed one. Um, yeah, and that's one mistake. The the other thing that I, I there's a there's a bit where just moments earlier before that scene, um, James Gordon says we, we need to get you out of here. He's like, okay, punch me in the face, <laughs> and he punches him in the face. And then um, a few scenes later, he comes back. He says, you could have pulled that punch. I did. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That was you pulling the punch. I hate to have seen you actually do it then. Right, yeah. Um and, and you know and and then there's the uh the we talked about sort of the homemade look or design uh to a lot of uh Batman's gear. Uh the Batmobile is a is another example of mm. that. Yeah. Uh and it, again it's it's different than what we've been used to seeing. And of course, when I think of a Batman movie, that's one of the things that I look forward to the most because I'm a big car guy. So, yeah. so the Batmobile has always been, you know, one of the big selling points for me in any Batman movie. Uh, and this one, like, I I didn't like I I didn't like the tumbler. I didn't like the oh, Batmobile yeah. from the Christopher Nolan trilogy. It was too much of a tank. Uh, yeah, it literally it was more like a tank. Uh, we've, we, but we've always been used to seeing, you know, the Batmobile as being a sleek, uh, sporty looking mm-hmm. machine. This is somewhat in between. It, it's, it, it has that, uh, rugged sort of homemade feel to it. Like you could definitely imagine him building this thing yeah. in his garage. You know what? You just, you just gave me this really big, um, um, plot hole in the dark night and all those, uh, the original trilogy there hold up. Okay. So <laughs> he's got this big giant tank. Clearly someone with only money could actually get that. Um, or even build it. Mm-hmm. You've got a, okay. Wh- who's our biggest tech? Like, just think about all the police officers. Who's our biggest, uh, um, tech supplier in the city here? Wayne enterprise. Maybe we should go there and investigate. I mean, 
my goodness, Gotham City really has the worst cops. Yeah, <laughs> that they <laughs> they haven't put uh, put these things together. Yeah, uh, it, it goes back to what we were saying about the Clark Kent. And, oh my goodness, all the all the civilians and every and police's uh, police officers in all of these comic books are idiots. Pretty much, uh, it, it, it's. Uh, you, I guess you have to. Suspend. Uh, suspend your disbelief a little bit and just kind of go along with it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but there's a great car chase uh, in the movie between mm-hmm. uh, the Penguin and Batman. I would say that is probably the best uh, car chase I've seen in a long while. Yeah, and and it looks like a lot of it was done uh, practically. Yeah. Uh, with you know stunts and everything, as opposed to you know I, I couldn't really I couldn't like really that. detect a lot of CGI in there. Uh, except possibly for some of the other vehicles on the road, it's more mm-hmm. than likely most of them probably weren't there. You probably just had the two yeah. main, you know, two, your two main cars that were like zigzagging, you know, mm-hmm. like they were driving, you know, through traffic. And uh, but, uh, but a lot of like you know drifting and and uh, you know the I love the moment where. Um, the the penguin thinks that he's he thinks he's got him. He thinks he's I left got him behind. You. Yeah. I- and, and you know, and, and there's this big fireball exploding behind him, and yeah. then the next thing you see is the Batmobile is like jumping through the flames, and, and, mm-hmm. and the Penguin's looking at his rearview mirror. He's just got this I'm, holy shit look on his face. Now, here's the thing about this scene here. This is just one of those scenes where you, where Matt Reeves just nailed the the personality and the the exact you know oomph. Of uh, of these characters, because in any of the other media, aside from the movies, because I don't think, truthfully, they they, they uh, the other movies didn't really get uh, to the point where these characters were like felt exactly like they did in the comic or any other interpretation, like TV, like animated, mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, that is just one of those scenes where uh, I like when I'm watching it, I'm like, you really nailed the penguin's cocky attitude. Because the penguin is a very cocky character, like in the comics and anything, he's very, very cocky and he's very in over his head. Yeah, for for being such a where people look at him as a freak, you know, he he has a lot more confidence than what you would mm-hmm. think that you know someone who you know who looks like that would yeah. have. But he's very he's very sure of himself, and he mm-hmm. thinks he's. He thinks he should be running the show. Yeah, uh, you know he, he he thinks he should be uh, basically. Uh, he doesn't think that uh, mm-hmm. Carmine Falcone, who's the local uh, yeah. you know mafia boss, he really doesn't think that he deserves to be in that that role. He thinks that he could he could own Gotham City. That's what yeah. he wants to do. He wants to be. He wants to to run everything. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he. Shoot. I mean, t- Colin Farrell's like great at it. He, he really is. Um, honestly, I don't think Colin Farrell gets enough praise for how great of an actor he is. Honestly, yeah, that definitely uh, you know showed me uh, you know a different range for him. You know, a, a better range than than mm-hmm. what I'd seen before. Uh, and speaking of uh, Carmine Falcone, that that brings me to talking about some of the twists you know, mm. that were revealed uh, in yeah. the movie. Uh, Before we get to uh, his big twist, I want to talk mm. about the, the family big twist here. The the mother and the father, like... Uh, right, Selena's, mm. uh, Selena's mother uh, being involved with uh, Carmine Falcone mm-hmm. and that he you know, turned out to be uh, her father. Yeah, and then not only that, but so did uh, but Bruce Wayne. He... Like there's a connection between Carmine and Bruce Wayne's family as well, and um, here's the interesting thing. This is what I was wanting to get at first. Here, um, there's a Telltale series called The Batman, mm. uh, and this Telltale series it also does a new, a similar spin that uh, Bruce Wayne's family is not who are not who they say they are, and they've actually been dealing with the mob just as the Batman movie had said too, and. Uh, different for different reasons and everything like that and it's just it's just so interesting and because in past movies you know thomas wayne martha wayne they're like the hierarchy you know they're they're the 
you know, the kings and queens of Gotham, basically, and everyone, like, loves them. But in this one, you find out that they're not they're not really all that good. And you find that out in the Telltale series too. And it's, that, that was the first one that done it, had done a similar twist to that. And it was, it was still just as gut wrenching to see happen in there. Cause you're like, just imagine how you might feel if your parents were not as a, as a clear cut as right. you thought. Yeah. It's uh you know, when you, when you find out that, you know, a lot of times you have uh you know, an image of your parents that, you know, that they're, um, not that they're perfect, but, mm-hmm. you know, but that they're just, uh, you, sometimes it's hard for us to, to all, see, to see their, to see their flaws, to see yeah. that, you know, that they're just like anybody else. And, um, but yeah, in, in Bruce Wayne's case, uh, you know, he finds out that, uh, Thomas Wayne was part of a big, uh, cover up. You had two. You had the two major families uh, in uh, in Gotham were the Waynes and the Arkhams, and of course, you know, uh, Arkham Asylum. You know, was named after you know that uh, that family. And mm-hmm. but anyway, it's like there there was a big cover up, and, and we'd find out that uh, that Thomas Wayne actually had a reporter killed because he was about to uncover some information that he didn't want to get out because he was, uh, yeah. he was running for, uh, running it was, for mayor uh, it was information on his own wife, Martha, that she actually had to go to the, uh, the mental institution. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he didn't want anybody to find that out because it would, he thought it would ruin his family's reputation. And, mm-hmm. uh, I guess there was that, that pride and embarrassment or whatever that comes with, you know, yeah. someone knowing that about your family. And so he goes to Carmine Falcone and has him, you know, take care of it yeah. uh, for him. And, and, um, and that leads up to, you know, there's Selena has his, has her own reasons for wanting to get after Colin or Colin <laughs> Carmine. <laughs> Carmine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because of, uh, because of, you know, he, he killed her mother, uh, you know, and uh, so she has her own reasons for wanting to to take revenge on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you have, you know, it was interesting because you have her and Batman, like they 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 both they both would like to, you know, see Carmine, you know, get get justice, but you know, Batman actually stops yeah. Selena from from killing him. And and we know because we've seen it before that uh, you know at least later on you know Batman does not have a problem with killing uh, yeah. people, uh, but you know at least at this point he still has some sense of you know, like as much as, he has as much revenge is in his heart. Form he of still, morals, yeah, he yeah. still has some you know some uh, some morals there. Um, and uh, we talked about, uh, you know, we talked about kind of the, you know, a little bit of the romance, you know, going on between uh, Selena and and Bruce, and um, the so the the end uh, the the end of the movie. This get, is a surprising end, honestly, uh, because uh, usually in pretty much because it's one of the few superhero movies where he's not actually facing off against the main bad guy. Right, that's true, um, and that that just goes. I feel like um, he kind of Matt Reeves kind of he broke the mold of the cliche. He subverted expectations in every possible way, and I applaud him for that. Yeah. That, that, that's a great achievement because he made he still made a really good movie. That's interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. So. Uh, you know, so the end of the movie, uh, the Riddler ends up uh, being arrested and thrown into Arkham Asylum, and uh, we there's a nice little tease. Uh, we find that uh, that his uh, not his cellmate, but the uh, the patient that's in the room next to him, uh, we discover uh, is actually the Joker. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of setting up, uh, I'm guessing, you know, setting up uh, things for possibly for the sequel that well, the Joker will somehow play into that a little bit. We don't really get a, a get a good look at him because yeah. he's mostly mostly in shadow in the scene. Well, he's in, he does show up earlier in the movie too. Did I did I miss that? He he does show up. Oh wait, no no you did you did miss that. They actually deleted that. Scene. Oh, I was gonna say I was like they yeah, deleted that. I was scene. Like I don't definitely. Uh, that. It, it's still in my brain though the deleted scene because there is a deleted scene. And I, I guess I watched it over and over, and I thought, and I, I, it just it fused into my brain that it was in the movie. It's not in the movie. Yeah, I apologize. But there is this. Yeah, yeah, and there is a deleted scene where Batman comes up to the Joker, asking him for, uh, you know, information on the Riddler. N- not that he knows anything, but just to see if the Joker could help him get inside this guy's head. Mm. You know, and the Joker. The Joker's instead he twists it the way he would and makes it to where he said like this is all about you not him you know and he starts laughing and everything. Um, now the Joker in this movie he is played by oh, um, I've done forgot his name I'm so <laughs> sorry uh, but he was also in another mo- uh, superhero movie uh, Marvel movie The Eternals. Okay, he's in that one. Uh, can't remember his name. Um, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it in the. In the we'll make a uh, yeah. We'll, we'll make a plug editor's, in. editor's note. Yeah, uh, editor's note comments, of who yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do not think that they're actually teasing the sequel to that though, because there was a comment from Matt Reeves saying that he's not saying that the Joker will be the main villain in the next one. Mm. He's actually saying that trouble is always brewing in Gotham. Yeah, that's a good point as well. I mean, it, it, you know, that's just knowing that uh, that there's other people out there that are lurking and and waiting uh, to you know make trouble uh, in Gotham City. So, so that would be. I mean, that that again, that he would be, as you said, he would be subverting expectations by doing that because everybody would be thinking, oh, I guess the Joker is going to be the villain in the next movie. So if he doesn't yeah. do that, then you know, he's going to throw everybody off. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll find out a little bit more details on the sequel to the Batman uh, with the HBO Penguin show. Yeah. I'll definitely have to, to check that out. Uh, it was a, just kind of a side note. I was a little disappointed that, uh, that the Batgirl movie, which was supposed to be an HBO oh, exclusive, yes. that, 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 got uh, canned uh, mm-hmm. like i mean they they f- th- you don't really see this uh, much at all but i mean they finished the they movie finished it they finished it, was it, all and, it was, and then they just decided good. to pull the plug like we're not going to show it and i'm like you, yeah. you get everybody's that like, has, hopes up and because michael keaton was yeah. going to be back uh, as bruce well Wayne, we batman will still and, we will still see a michael keaton back as batman with yeah, the flash and the movie. flash yeah, but, but uh the batgirl movie no um See, now that has to deal with, uh, I don't know if many people know about uh, Hollywood and how, you know, companies will buy out, you know, other studios right. and everything. Uh, so AT&T used to own Warner Brothers. But for whatever reason, AT&T is like, I don't want to play with this anymore. And, and threw Warner Brothers out and put a whole big sale online for uh or not online but a whole big sale for warner brothers and discovery ended up buying it okay and when discovery bought uh warner brothers they overhauled everything so the the leader of the the ceo or however you i guess it's ceo yeah um he was looking at their the last few movies of uh, the DC movies and everything like that and the track record looking at Marvel and it's like clean slate let's because uh, he uh, he is apparently very notorious for canceling things when he feels they are not up to par mm. uh, and apparently he did not feel like the Batgirl movie was up to par he felt he also said because this movie was going to be on HBO Max it was not right. going to be in it was theaters exclusive yeah and he He's like, no, we 
we're only going to because there was another movie called Blue Beetle that's uh, coming out, and that was also going to be just on streaming as well. But that is going to be put onto theaters. He, th- he apparently felt that was good enough to be in theaters. But Batgirl, no, which is very unfortunate because honestly, it looks like a whole bunch of people were having good fun with that. Yeah. And apparently, it looked more like a TV movie, and he did not like TV movies, and he brushed it aside. Mm. So that's what happened there. No, uh, along with uh, several other things. Uh, speaking of uh, DC, is having another overhaul because of uh, they found their uh, Kevin Feige. Um, Kevin Feige is the leader. Uh, the he basically overheads and produces all the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found theirs in uh, two people. Uh, one of them I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the other one is very well known. James Gunn. Oh right. Yeah. Um, so the galaxy and-, and they've had several meetings with several people, and they have overhauled everything. They've clean slated. It's gonna get restarted again. But the Batman, Matt Reeves Batman, untouched. Um, everything else has been touched, fiddled around, thrown away. Doesn't matter. They're rebuilding. Uh, because, uh, pretty much everything that you've seen, uh, up to, I don't even know, uh, because Black Adam teased the return of Henry Cavill Superman. I'm getting off topic. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, Henry Cavill's not back as Superman, even though it's teased in Black Adam because, uh, they came back and said, listen, we're going to do something else with Superman. So, yeah. And also, uh, Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. He might be out as Black Adam, too. Ah, well, that's... Uh, that's is, show business. Yep, this is the nature of uh, of the business, nature of Hollywood. It's like things uh, change on a dime. Yeah. Um, but uh, but oh, something else that I wanted to mention that I just thought was a, um, an interesting little tidbit that and I didn't really realize it until I'd watched it again. But uh, the Riddler is actually the only person in the movie to refer to uh, Bruce Wayne as the Batman. He is, nobody else. He? Nobody else calls him uh, Batman. No, everyone calls him Vengeance. Right. You know, even even Selena calls him calls him Vengeance. So. Uh, I, I did. I thought that was, uh, you know, kind of an interesting thing that, you know, the, because, and I think the Riddler also felt like in some ways that maybe he was, uh, he was his, um, um, they were equal, equal. Yeah. Um, like, uh, and he, he looked up to Batman and Batman's like, I'm nothing like you. And he's like, no, no, it, no. no he, and that, that's also, uh, that's also, like I said about Colin Farrell and them nailing the penguin's cockiness and everything like that, really nailed the Riddler on this too, because he's the, he's that way in the comics also, mm-hmm. even in the uh, animated shows and oh, yeah. uh, the video games, not so very, much in the movies up very, until now. Very pompous, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, very very, um, and and now you get the sense that he's like feeling like he's superior to Batman, yeah. And whereas the Riddler is trying to elevate Batman uh, even even more, like you know he's because he does sort of have that yeah. he's got like a little bit of a uh, hero worship thing going mm-hmm. on with him in a sense. Yeah, because uh, they were both orphaned. Yeah, and so he, uh, he feels like he has that common ground with him, and uh, almost like he's a you know in some way like he's a, a brother or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I just, yeah, I thought that was interesting that he was the only one that actually refers to mm-hmm. refers to him as Batman. Uh, so so the movie the movie ends uh, basically with um, uh, Batman and uh, Catwoman kind of like going their separate ways. Mm-hmm. You know, both have kind of embraced their uh, their purpose. They they know they know what they exist for and and where their journeys are going to take them yeah. uh, from uh, from there. So it's again instead of your typical heroes or whatever uh, kind of riding off in the, into the sunset, they don't really ride off in the sunset together. They no. they start out together and then they you know yeah. it, it was a nice little uh, the symbolism there was really nice. It's like you know it's like you know they're 
they they are a lot alike in a lot of ways, but ultimately they're going to be taking different different paths. And so it's was nice that we kind of got to see that uh, little split where they're like, you know, I as much as I would like to to keep whatever this is going between us, ultimately I'm going in one direction and you're going in another. So yeah, but. Anyway, it's a good movie, uh, definitely a good movie, and uh, you should uh, check it out, especially if you are a Batman fan. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Uh, there have certainly been uh, worse uh, Batman movies out there. You know, <coughs> George Clooney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely that that was that was about as bad as it gets. Uh, no, and, and nothing against the actors, you know, that were involved, but it just wasn't, you know, it just yeah. script and everything has a lot, a lot to do with it. And if, if a movie oh, yeah. is, is, you know, is well written, then, um, you know, then it gives the actors more to, to work with. Uh, but, uh, did very much, you know, enjoy the movie and, and, um, I didn't really give it enough credit. Uh, I think the first time, uh, that I saw it. Because everyone was, you know, the consensus was everyone saying, "Oh, this is the this is the best Batman so far," mm-hmm. and I didn't really agree with that. I still don't know that I entirely agree with that. I don't know but, that I agree with it either. I mean, for me, I mean, it is in the top three. There's top three for me. Uh, Batman '89 is number one. Oh crap! I, I forgot the Batman '89 one. Okay, there's four. <laughs> uh, okay, there's Batman '89, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Hmm. I don't know if you've seen that one. Yeah, because it was yeah, yeah based on the uh, uh, it was a movie based off of the the uh, original or not the original but the uh, animated series from yeah. the nineties. Yeah, yeah, uh, very good movie. Very yeah. good. Um, spoke to Kevin Conroy about it just briefly uh, one year, and now he's gone. He's no longer mm-hmm. with us. But um, the Dark Knight is another really good Batman movie. Right, especially the Dark Knight Returns. The second movie in the trilogy was was my personal favorite. Oh, uh, Dark Knight Rises, you mean, or no? Because you had or Returns. Well, because you had Batman. You had Batman Begins. Yeah, it's Batman Begins, then, the, Dark the, Knight, the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, the, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, but so the yeah. Dark, yeah, Dark, so Dark Knight, Knight Returns or, is a different thinking, story. Yeah. Sorry, I'm different think, story. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the comic book. Uh, yeah, the Dark Knight. Rises. Although the Dark Knight Returns is a good comic book. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, the Dark Knight Rises was really good, honestly. Um, uh, and and then lastly for me is the Batman. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's uh, and that's pretty much you know where where I am too as far as like rankings. You know I would put uh, you know Batman and Batman Returns uh, together. Uh, group those together would be the top, and then uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, you mm-hmm. know, Christopher, the Christopher Nolan movies, and uh, and I don't know. I like I I liked. Um, I liked Ben Affleck's Batman. I didn't like Ben Affleck's Batman until the Zack Snyder cut mm-hmm. of Justice League, because then then I was like, oh, he actually is a good Batman. Yeah. Um, he was the, not given enough credit. He was we, not given enough showtime. But we haven't gotten that was the thing. We didn't get a solo Batman movie with Ben yeah. Affleck because we had because yeah. you had uh, uh, Batman versus Superman, Justice mm-hmm. League. So he's he's always been appearing in mm-hmm. other movies and but. I, but I did like his his take on. It. Then I would probably put put this one, put the Batman, you know, under yeah. uh, Robert Pattinson. You know, I'd probably put him under under that. So, uh, but, yeah, the, but we so. honestly have not had a bad Batman all that much. Not not, not too really. often. No, not really. I mean, even George Clooney. George Clooney. I mean, I, I didn't like his Batman, but but he actually did a pretty good job. Yeah. He did, and so um, did uh, he. Was, he done he done as well Val as he Kilmer. could with what he had. But Val Kilmer was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, you know, it's like you 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 can only do so much with the material that that you're <laughs> given, and and uh, and you know they did did the best yeah. they could with that. So. I mean, Batman and Robin. It, it was nothing to do with George Clooney. It had to do with the studio wanting it to be more kid friendly. Right. Exactly. I wanted wanted to uh, sell toys. You know, it was all a, a big marketing thing. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, uh, be sure to to you know check the movie out. It's pretty much I think on all the streaming services now. I know it's on HBO Max mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure uh, Prime as well. You know, it, pretty much everything's on Prime. So plenty of places where you can uh, catch that. Uh, so uh, definitely go and uh, check that out. Um, next week. 
uh, we are going to be talking about a, a TV series. We uh, haven't really gotten we haven't gotten into TV yet, uh, so we have chosen to uh, talk about a new series. It's a Hulu original series uh, starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Uh, it's called Only Murders in the Building. Uh, and if you haven't seen the show, uh, it's it's uh, very good. There's two, good. two seasons out uh, right now, yeah. uh, and they are, I think, already in talks to do a third. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. uh, Actually, they're filming the third right now. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, definitely uh, go and uh, binge watch those uh, seasons if you get a chance. Uh, they're, they're not very long. I think they're maybe like 10 episodes a piece. Yeah. Uh, so you could easily watch that between now and, and next week. Uh, but that's what we're going to be talking about. And, uh, and before we go, uh, as always, we want to remind everybody to uh, subscribe, like, and share on our YouTube channel. And uh, when you do subscribe, uh, be sure to tap that little bell icon uh, so that you can uh, so that you can make sure that you're getting all of the uh, notifications whenever a new episode drops or when any uh, new content is posted. Uh, also, uh, don't forget to follow us on our socials. Uh, you'll find those links at the bottom of your screen um, as well as down below in the video's description. And uh, at the end of each episode in the closing credits, uh, so there's no way you can miss it. Uh, leave your, your comments and questions for us. Uh, we, would, we would love to hear your feedback, uh, and, and we just want you to join in on the conversation with us uh, because that just makes it uh, more fun uh, for us. So, uh, you know, you can reach out to us by uh, commenting uh, on our YouTube channel or on our social media pages. Uh, and you can also email us uh, at uh, kimmelandcox at gmail.com. That's our official podcast email. Uh, so, again, you know, uh, talk to us. You know, we, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. Uh, if you have any suggestions uh, for future episodes, things you would like to um, have us talk about, you know, we can certainly uh, look those over, and, and, uh, and you can uh, be a part of that as well. Um, you can also support us on our Patreon page. Uh, we definitely need the support of people like you, so go check out that page to learn more about how you can help, and uh, we've got that link available for you as well. Uh, but uh, that's all we've got for you today. Uh, we hope you'll join us next week, and until then, be good to yourselves, and we'll see you next time.